Welcome to Point with Daryl Jones, speaker and lead pastor of the Rock Fellowship Church in Miami, Florida, and president of Point Ministries. Our goal at Point Ministries is to point you to the Word of God, where Jesus is the point. Today's message is from the Forever Family series, where Dr. Jones teaches how believers do not relate to one another like family, but we are truly family in Christ Jesus. Now let's join him for today's message. Today's title is The Family Experience. When I think about the experience that God intends for us to have as the church, as believers, as the bride of Christ, as the body of Christ, there is an intentionality of experience that we are supposed to have as we share this bond and unity in Christ. And here in Acts chapter 2, we see a description of the life and experience within the early church. We're picking up here where the Apostle Peter has preached one of the most amazing sermons of all time. The Holy Spirit has come, just like Jesus promised, on the believers and people are watching and perplexed at what's going on Peter stands up preaches the gospel of Jesus Christ that he is the promised Messiah that salvation is found only in his name and thousands come to faith in Jesus Christ and we pick up in verse 42 of after the official church service how they lived how they did life together the kind of community they had. And it's summarized in this verse 42, and then the following verses unpack the summary in verse 42. He speaks of their devotion, of how they live their lives as the body of Christ, and then he unpacks what they look like. And it's interesting to me, at least, I guess because I'm a little bit of a nerd and I like studying stuff. He starts out and he says, they were devoted to the apostles' teaching. Now, I don't want us to miss this term, devoted. Here, this commitment, this fully given over to, is to, starting off, the apostles' teaching. Instruction is important because knowledge and understanding is vitally important when it comes to us knowing God, us knowing who God is, and us knowing what God desires for us. So often I have conversations with people and I'll share some from the scripture and I both love this response and am hurt by the response. And this is the response I get many times. I didn't know the Bible said that. I didn't know the Bible talked about that. And I'm like, oh, this is great. Because there is nothing in your life. There's not one thing in your life that the Bible doesn't address. Not one single thing. People think with the Bible, I don't know if it's relevant. Read through the Bible, you'll find out like, hold on. Every single thing I face in life, the Bible actually talks about. And this is why the scripture, he starts out right here, he says they were devoted to the apostles' teaching because it was the apostles that were disseminating the information, teaching on who Jesus is, what Jesus had done, what Jesus had accomplished, what Jesus' call and teaching and commands and his heart and his desire. They taught on how Jesus fulfilled 
all of the Old Testament promises and that we can trust Jesus with everything. Now, you may be sitting there like, we don't have the apostles today. Guess what? We do have the apostles teaching and we just call it the New Testament. They were committed to the apostles' teaching. They were devoted to the apostles' teaching. You know what that's also saying? Remember, we said when a, when a young man is, is a groom and he's committing himself to his wife and he's devoting himself, that means he's saving himself, he's giving himself fully over to his bride, and no one else has that same kind of access. This is what's being said here when it says that devoted to the apostles' teaching, meaning any other teaching that is not what the apostles taught, that is not what thus says the Lord, we don't pay attention to. This is why Jesus told the apostles before he was crucified, resurrected, and ascended. He told him, he says, look, the Holy Spirit's going to give you, he's going to give you what you need to say in the moment. You're going to stand before kings. You're going to stand before the Gentiles. I have many things else to, I have much else to tell you, but you're not ready for it yet. But when the spirit of truth comes on you, he will guide you into all truth. You know, we have that truth. It's the Bible. The letters of Paul, the letters of Peter, the letters of John. Jude and James, the half-brothers of Jesus. We have what they taught. So I don't ever want you to think you need to look for something else. There's nothing else you need to be looking for. There's no new information. There's no new teaching that you need to be seeking out. Why? Because we have exactly what we need and what God desires for us to know about him and about ourselves and what he wants to do in and through us. So we devote ourselves to the word of God, the apostles' teaching. Now, the apostles solidified themselves. You see right here in verse 43, it says that many signs and wonders were being performed through the apostles. Notice the apostles don't get the credit for the signs and wonders. The apostles don't get the credit for the miracles. It was God working through them. God solidified and authorized everything they taught so that when it came to what they had to say, it was no doubt this is what the Lord wants us to know. So this is good news, y'all. This is good news. You want to know why? So when you open your Bible and you start reading and you're looking like, I don't quite know what this says. That's okay. It's fine. Don't sweat it. Just keep reading it. Keep praying because it's from the Lord. And the Lord using all that he uses to grant you understanding, meaning his Holy Spirit, he gives his teachers, he gives all that you need so that you can grow in knowing all that your creator wants you to know. This is part of the family experience is this devotion to what the Lord has to say. So when you're wondering what you're supposed to do, when you're wondering what you're not supposed to do, when you're wondering where you need to go and where you need to, need to maybe make a decision, we go to the Lord, we go to his word. This is part of our experience when it comes to the family experience, when it comes to... So th this, is, this, this is an application you can write down. All right? I want you to write this down. Prioritize reading the Word, studying the Word, meditating on the Word, praying the Word. And notice I said prioritize. It's not secondary. It's not something that I get around to. It's not something that when it's convenient, I do. No, make it a priority because it is that important. It's so important that in this list, it was 
name first. They were devoted to the apostles' teaching. Then he says, devoted to the fellowship. This is something that's being communicated here when it comes to the family experience is that they were devoted to fellowship. And this fellowship is not just partying. This fellowship, this word here, and we, we've talked about this many times, this fellowship is actually speaking to shared life together. They shared life together. They did things together. It wasn't just about hanging out. They looked after one another. And we see this unpacked in here in verse 44. It says that they shared their lives. They had all things in common. It says that they sold their possessions and they gave to anyone who had need. It says they made sure that they spent time together, but they also understood each other. You want to know one of the most unfortunate things that occurs in the life of the church is that we don't know how to love one another. We don't know how to look after one another. We don't know how to pray for one another because we really haven't got to know each other. If I don't get to know you, I don't even know how to pray for you. I don't even know what you're struggling with. Matter of fact, many times we miss out because somebody has the plug. They got the connection. They have the resources. They have the relationships for exactly what we're looking for and what we need. But because we're never around and we don't open ourselves up and we don't share and speak about it, nobody else knows. Meaning, when it's a priority, when other things come up, we judge which one has the highest priority. We don't carry the correct value as we should when it comes to us fellowshipping. And us fellowshipping, remember, it's not just about us going over to the fellowship hall and having cake and cookies and, and drinking some juice and having some coffee. Those are things to try to spark up or encourage folk to get together and talk and get to know each other. This is also connected to worship because it also says that they devoted themselves to the breaking of bread. We're going to put these, these two, uh, they're not totally separate. They, they go together. Now, when you think about breaking of bread, I want you to think about what's being said here. What's being said here, I want you to think about just even in your own life, the significance of having somebody over at your house to eat with you and your family. Now, let's, let's keep it real. Let's be 100. You don't invite people you don't like to come eat in your house. We don't, we're not just jumping at the opportunity to invite people we don't know to come into our house and eat. There's something about the solidarity of coming together and sitting down as a family with other people who are not part of your family, but sitting down at the table and dining together. There's something that's, that's important. Every culture experiences it. Every single culture all over the world is something how God is designed when people just sit down and eat together. But it's something about eating. It's something about getting together. It's something about getting to know each other, sitting down, enjoying a meal together. More from Dr. Jones in a moment. But first, during this month, you can request your MP3 download of the sermon series Forever Family with your donation to the ministry. This is a great resource where Dr. Jones teaches how believers do not relate to one another like family, but we are truly family in Christ Jesus. Go to daryljones.org, that's D-A-R-Y-L jones.org, to give and request your copy today. Now let's rejoin Dr. Jones for the rest of today's message. 
but, but it's, it's something about just getting together and eating. This is what they were devoted to. They were devoted to taking the time together, to spending time together. And what it said, they went from house to house. Man, they would visit each other house to house to house and would just hang with each other. And notice this, because they were devoted to fellowship and breaking the bread, they were committed to getting together. A few weeks ago, we talked about how often should we go to church? How often? I'm going to use church as a verb. How often should we church? And the answer is as much as possible. Because in the early church, you know, they didn't commute like we did. A lot of us, we commute in. You know, we, we don't live. Back then, they didn't commute. They all lived in the same area, and most of them lived in that same area their whole lives. You want to know what was interesting here? It says that they gathered together Every day at the temple. Y'all sitting here like, Pastor going to try to have us at church every day now. No, 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 that's, that's, that's not. This is not a prescription. This is actually really a description. It's showing us what was occurring to encourage us of how important it is to build community, how important it is to build family, how it, important it is for us to have this experience so that we may grow in Christ. He said that they were devoted to breaking bread together. They were eating together, hanging together, laughing together, getting to know each other, having a good time. They were praying together. They were worshiping together. It says they ate their food with joyful hearts. They gave God thanks for the provisions that he provided when it came to the food that they were eating. Everything about them was glorifying God as they got together. Isn't that beautiful? Something that's special about that. And this is what they were devoted to. So my application here is start inviting each other in the church. Invite each other out to eat. Invite each other to your houses. They were devoted to the apostle teaching. They were devoted to fellowship. They were devoted to breaking the bread. They did so with joyful hearts and simplicity. They were grateful for what God was doing in them and through them. And then it says they were devoted to prayer. And I said they, they, they got together. They, was, they, they, they got together. They prayed daily together at the temple. This is something that they took seriously. When we talked about prayer, prayer is a dialogue with God. It's not just talking. It's not reciting something that's written down. It's literally having a conversation. Having conversations with people you love and that love you is not a problem. So we need to reorient our minds and understand the love God has for us and respond in that same love towards him. And as we grow in that, talking to him won't become a problem anymore. It's a dialogue. We're talking. We cast our cares. I recently had, I recently had something happen to me twice in the last two weeks. And I'm not going to give the full context, but literally, literally, as I prayed, there was one, I was praying and I said, Lord, there's one more person I need to see. It was a particular issue I needed to have taken, I need to take care of. And I said, Lord, who would you have me run into? And right as I was praying, I took a step backwards. I bumped into the guy, almost knocked this coffee out of his hand. And I said, oh, I'm sorry. I said, where'd you get? And we started just talking, me and his wife, me, him, and his wife. As I was talking, I said, man, where y'all serve? He told me where he was serving. When he said his name and his position, I said, dude, I literally said, that. I said, dude, you're an answered prayer. I literally just asked the Lord, who can I run into? I ran into you and you are the exact person I'm looking for. I said, I was supposed to email you two weeks ago and forgot to email you. I walked away and was like, man, the Lord be hearing us, y'all. 
Like, 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 he, now he don't always answer that fast. Let me go on and keep it real. He don't always answer, but, but, but I was so encouraged that he's listening. It happened again the very next week. My wife and I at a conference and I was in an email thread trying to find a particular person at this conference. Nobody knew who he was and even if he was there. It's two sessions left, meaning it's about 45 minutes left for the day and everything is closing down. And as I'm walking, I'm praying, I'm like, Lord, if so-and-so is here, if this ministry is here, please let me see them before we leave. Please let me run into them before we leave because we're flying out later tonight. Kamika texts me and says, where are you? Get over here now. As I'm praying this, I'm like, what's going on? Now I'm a little like, is, is it urgent? Like, what? She was like, the dude on the stage just called out some guy's name and he is who you're looking for. He's sitting over here by me. Get here now. I go over there, I sit down, and I'm looking. I'm like, which one is she? I'm not quite sure. He says his name again. The guy nods his head. I'm like, bingo. I walk over to him and say, hey, I don't want you to think I'm crazy. My name is Daryl Jones. I'm actually in an email thread with so-and-so, so-and-so. He told me to find you. You who I've been looking for and praying for. And we had the conversation we need to have. And I walked away and was like, man, prayer, we take it for granted. I walked about it like, I ain't worrying about nothing else in the rest of my life. I'm just going to walk and trust God. However he moves, I'm just going to roll with it. Because what I learned these last two weeks is when we talk to him, he hears. And when it's his timing and what he desires, he will answer. Every time. That's why I will stay committed, devoted to prayer. And it's not just individually because, remember, they did this together. They worshiped daily. Their worship was filled with prayer and praise. You want to know why we encourage y'all get here when church starts? Why? So we can pray together and we can praise together because the Holy Spirit inhabits the praise of his people. He's doing something in us as we collectively worship and pray together. This is huge when it comes to the experience that the Lord himself has desired for us. He made each and every one of us and he wants to do some amazing things through us. And he's given us the church to aid us and empower us and equip us to walk with him as he's intended. May we be devoted to praying, but we follow Jesus' instructions in prayer. And, and if, you, if you're sitting there thinking like, man, I don't quite know how to pray, I want you to, we're reading the book of Acts. I want you to think about this acrostic when it comes to Acts. Give him adoration. Say, Lord, I adore you. You are so awesome. You are so great. Use the way you talk. You don't have to use Bible talk. You be like, Father, you, you, you off the chain. I know that's a little old, but, you know, that just however you talk. Adore him. And then see, Acts, confess. Say, Lord, I, I, I've been watching some stuff I shouldn't have this week. Lord, I've been, I've been trying to take things into my own hands. Lord, I have taken you for granted. Lord, I have made you a priority. Whatever it is that's going on in life, don't hold back. Lay it before him. There's something that's freeing about that too. It's also an act of trust that I trust the Lord. I can cast my cares before him. So, so we, we confess and then T out of Acts. We Thank him. Thank you, Lord, for saving me. Thank you for giving me. Like, everything might not be like I want it, Lord, but I, I'm, I'm grateful that you got me here. 
I'm grateful for the love I share in my family. I'm grateful for the job that you have. I'm grateful for this opportunity at school. Whatever it is, I want you to think about what you have and how you ain't deserve it and earn it and give God thanks for it. And then see, you can supplication. Ask, present a request. Lord, I'm not feeling good. Moving my body. Lord, give me the, the, the health care I need or the, the, the treatment I need. Lord, my relationship is off. Lord, bring reconciliation. Lord, deliver me from this addiction. I'm, I'm struggling with this pornography. I'm struggling with this smoking. I'm struggling with this drinking. I'm struggling with these drugs. Lord, help me. Deliver me. Give me the help I need. Whatever way it needs to come, Lord, help me. That's a formula you can use to talk to your Father in heaven. Make it a priority. When you're driving, cut the music off. Talk to the Lord. This can seem a little graphic, but it helps. When you go to the bathroom, don't take your phone. Don't be scrolling. Talk to the Lord. I know how it is. That two-minute session turned to ten minutes when you're on that phone. Substitute that with talking to the Lord. And you build a habit. But make it a priority as you talk to him. And this is what starts to happen. They having this experience. This is their devotion. This is how they're growing together. And it says this. In verse 47, it says, They were praising God and enjoying favor with all the people. Every day the Lord added to their number those being saved. You want to know what's true? Where there is life, there is growth. Like where there is life, there's replication. Meaning when a living organism is present, it's cells grow and replicate when something is dead it's no longer moving it's no longer active it's no longer growing it's no longer replicating the life in the church is given by the holy spirit we are as the body of christ we are as a church we are an organism and we function like an organism that's why one of the ways we're described is a body many members one body where there is life, there is growth. Where there is life, there is replication. They had an experience where they were, where God gave them favor around them. And it says that the Lord added to them day by day, those being saved. May we never miss the significance of this part when it comes to our family experience. Don't hide your faith. Don't shade your faith. Be open about it. Live it out. Talk about it. Speak about it. Because the Lord uses this entire experience collectively, those being saved. It's not just about somebody coming to church and visiting. It's about they coming to know the Lord themselves. They come to know the forgiveness of their sin. They come to know the joy of the Lord and that nothing compares to him. This is part of the family experience. This is part of who we are in Christ as we live out all that God has intended. I, I started off talking about I love Thanksgiving. You know, as I got older, Thanksgiving started to change when we went back to Texas. There was a slightly different dynamic because now what I was used to as my family, my family grew because now I was bringing a bride and we were bringing kiddos with us and we were building relationships. And as time went on, I had a cousin get married. And then as time went on, that, those two 
had some babies. And then I had another cousin get married. Then I had another cousin got married. And we would all get together and we're building bonds and we're meeting new people and we're getting to know new kids. And we out there playing out in the pasture and we're playing on the trees. And we had an awesome time. Why? Because our family expanded. This is the God's intention when it comes to family. Our family doesn't just stay small. Our family expands. We bring new family members into the fold. God adds to the family. And just how the experience that I loved during that Thanksgiving time, I cherish it even more because now people showing up, when it comes to the family of God, when it comes to the body of Christ, when it comes to the church of Jesus Christ, our expectation is that as we live out this experience, through our devotion to the Word of God, our devotion to fellowship, our devotion to the breaking bread together, our devotion to Word and to, to worship and praying together, that God is moving in us just like He's intended, and we will grow as a family, as those being added to the family who are being saved. This is our experience. So prioritize it. It's important. It's more important than we can imagine. It's more important than we think. Some of us, we're waiting on God to do things, and we're waiting on God to answer. When he says, I've provided some mechanisms with you that I want you to operate in so that you may grow in knowing me and grow in walking with me and grow in the purpose I have for you. And it is found in community of faith, the church of Jesus Christ. Don't take what we have for granted. The church... Is God's design, not man's. The church is not a human idea. It's designed and directed by God. And our goal is to follow him with whole hearts and clean hands. Amen. Thank you for listening to Point with Daryl Jones. This was just one part from the series Forever Family, where we learn how believers do not relate to one another like family, but we are truly family in Christ Jesus. If this ministry has blessed you, we invite you to donate to Point Ministries today and request your copy of the Forever Family Sermon Series on MP3. Please visit daryljones.org. That's D-A-R-Y-L jones.org. Your financial generosity keeps us on the air, and we are grateful for your faithfulness. And remember, keep making Jesus the point.